Welcome to the Manager Tools Podcast for Monday, December 11th, 2006. You know you're a manager, you're in charge of people, you're responsible for getting things done, but sometimes why is it so frustrating that people just don't get it? You know, can't they see what kind of pressure you're under? Don't they understand how urgent this particular task is? Why can't they just flip and get it done? Why is it taking so flipping long? Well, that's what all that extra pay is for. Now, if you wondered whether it's just your team, it's not. We found the lack of sense of urgency is almost pandemic. Most of the managers we talk to complain about this very same thing when we're coaching them. You know, the executives, they quickly forget how hard it is to stop and drain the swamp when you keep getting bit by alligators. So what can you do about it? Well, rest assured, it's not about firing your team up or, you know, long speeches or exhortations. It's certainly not going to happen if you light your team up with a shotgun blast of you people have no sense of urgency. You know why? Because most managers are one of the core causes of the problem. In this cast, we tell you why and how you can go about solving your problem in about two weeks. Here we go with part one of a two-part series on creating a sense of urgency in your team. I hope this is one of those casts that gets extra attention from everyone. Um... Hopefully, probably even gets into our top 10 of downloads, I would think. Why, why is that? Well, you know, this is a huge opportunity. It's just under everyone's radar. You know, when we've talked about this, how many times have you and I just been stunned by the actual behavior of managers? I mean, they just can't see that how they live their daily professional lives and how they engage with their team makes a huge difference. Oh, I see what you're getting at. Yeah, yeah. Um I think you're right. I think stunned is probably about the right word. Um, for me, when I'm with a client, with a manager, um, it's like watching somebody trying to put their house key into their car ignition. Um, <laughs> you know, something's not right, but they continue to engage in the same behavior. And they they can't figure out that it's them, that as the manager, that they're contributing to their own problem, that they cannot make that key fit. Um I remember, oh, that's been years ago, of course, working with you and and watching you talk to some of your directs and saying, oh, this is, you know, the, the work we're going to do together is easy. You you got it. Um, you would pin folks down every time. Uh, you'd make it easy for yourself to follow up. You didn't have any compunction at all about saying, okay, Bob, it's just so we're clear, you're going to do this by Thursday at 10 o'clock, right? And the person would say back, right. Um yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and then and then I knew, just by the way you handled it, that you didn't think asking for a deadline was any big deal. I mean, you may, in fact, been very generous with the time. Um, but on the other hand, I knew that on Thursday at 10 o'clock, you would expect the work to be done and that, that there were consequences for not. I mean, it, you're not going to flog anybody, but, but it was just clear. I just found so many managers just can't bring themselves to ask their directs to meet deadlines. Yeah, yeah. You know, deadlines pass, and then they don't, they don't say a thing. But you know, but all the good managers and directs I've had have been absolutely comfortable with deadlines. Would work to meet them, and then they'd be accountable if they didn't. You know, if you don't hold people accountable, not only 
do you not get things done? You demotivate your top performers, exactly right. the people that you don't want to demotivate. Exactly. And it gives it gives cover to your weaker performers. You know? Yeah, so, I, I agree. Yeah. Okay, but tell me something. Why this cast now? Well, you know, we, you and I, we talk about this. And, in fact, the point you just made about um, – uh, deadlines pass and they don't say anything. And then the manager wonders what's happened. That's the thing that bothers me, the whole lack of self-awareness or organizational awareness that, hey, you're, you know, you're part of the problem. Um, you know, we've met the enemy and he is us. Um, but, but what happened with this particular cast was I originally had, had just planned on, on sharing my standard one day's worth of coaching on a sense of urgency that I do fairly routinely if I have a long engagement with a manager working, you know, for a year or so, I'm seeing him once a month or twice a month. At some point, we're going to talk about sense of urgency. Um, and, and with executives, it's a little bit different. Executives assume people, you know, uh, will figure it out. But with a lot of managers, you have to be very, very clear about how to instill a sense of urgency in the organization. And and let's be clear, somebody once asked me, I remember this very sincerely, very, very clearly, somebody said, okay, do I need an offsite to get everybody on board with this? <laughs> like, no, the solution to everything is not an offsite. Um, I, I think they were worried about budget. I, I don't know. Um, but but um, in other words, I, I, I just planned to, to, to share with everybody what I do when a manager says to me, look, we're always late. We can't meet deadlines. Um, you know, there's always a reason, blah, 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 blah. Um, and actually, I, it was funny. I, I kind of had a little bit of an epiphany. I, I decided to, to put them together in a cast in th- this way after watching the movie The Lake House. And, and in it, Keanu Reeves, there, there's a scene, I'm not going to go into detail on the scene, where Keanu Reeves shows what it's like to be a good manager in terms of having a sense of urgency and meeting deadlines when he's a condominium developer. Um, it's not, it, it means nothing to the movie, but it ought to be required watching for all managers in terms of how he does it. Um, anyway, anyway, um, the, the cast was ready, and I saw that scene, and I put that together with two other things that happened, and I went, oh, gosh, we've got to, you know, we, 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 we gotta, we, we've got to deliver this thing. Um, first, one of our listeners um, posted a question recently about getting asked what motivates IT to get a project done. And, and there was some discussion about that and, and about what actually motivates IT, and and. I, I knew right away that this president of this firm was not asking what motivates IT to get projects done. What he was saying was, why the hell can't IT get anything done on time? Yeah, yeah. Um, and in fact, I think the person, the, the post was something along the lines of, um, well, he's an ops guy, as if to suggest he can't understand how hard it is to do to do IT. Um but be, and there was some discussion, but but my my post was basically, are you guys nuts? That's not your boss doesn't want an answer to the question of what motivates IT to get projects done. He doesn't care about motivating you to get projects done. He just wants you to get projects done. You guys never meet your deadlines. Yeah, he's he's not really asking, is he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whatever happened to the appreciation of a rhetorical question in an executive role? I mean, like, not all questions mean what you think they mean. Um, Okay, and then, and then something else. I, I was recently working with a client, a huge retail organization, that was preparing for holiday shopping season. And, you know, the holiday shopping season for for huge retailers happens in August. Um, 
and an executive with responsibility for a key product, actually a line of products, but, but for all intents and purposes, it was one product the way they talked about it. This one particular executive was, was, was hearing from some of his directs that we have to slip this by about a week in terms of when we can roll it out. And, and, and it was all kind of discussions on the phone and I'm, I, I'm on this bridge call with him and my mouth is just like hanging open and, and I think if everybody had seen me, the way they were talking, they'd have thought, He's some outsider. He doesn't know anything about the retail business, and actually I do. Um, but they were talking about getting the product rolled out the Monday after Thanksgiving. Oh, geez. <laughs> yeah, as opposed to the Monday before Thanksgiving, yeah. which, so look, for, for our international well, listeners yeah, in the, the U.S., the day after Thanksgiving, which is always on Thanksgiving is on a Thursday, so the day after is always Friday. It's not necessarily the biggest shopping day of the Christmas season. That would be sometimes Christmas Eve or the Saturday before Christmas. Um, but it is still so important to retail companies that they call it Black Friday, meaning that sales are big enough to take them into the black, into profitability, after they've been operating at a loss in the red up until then. I mean, this is the most important retail day. And, and if there's a bad one on Friday, it, that's all the economic shows, the money shows, talk about on Monday morning. Um, there are even people who dread the Thanksgiving weekend because they spend all weekend, Saturday and Sunday, uh, rolling up retail data to put it together in economic and economist reports for really for the news media now on Monday. Right. The, ne- the, the news the next week is all about how folks did on Black Friday. Yeah, exactly. And then that's extrapolated to mean something about the global economy and the U.S. economy and so on. But but in this clay, in, in this particular case. The manager really politely and professionally went off hold and asked some uh, some direct questions. She, he had him, he had everybody on hold, asked some very direct questions, and some people sheepishly really indicated that well they could really after all make it happen. But for me, I was just so still so stunned how close this company had come to throwing in the towel. You know, we're talking about I, I just don't think these people realize we're talking about millions of dollars. Um, in this case, thanks heavens for, for sharp managers. Um, and I, I guess I hope this cast comes out after Thanksgiving. <laughs> well, um, I, I can't remember what question I asked you, but I, I didn't yeah. expect an answer that <laughs> yeah, big. I, I, threw, I threw the whole kitchen sick of you there. Um, and, and no sense of urgency, I might add. I just rambled, blah, blah, blah. I get all excited, and I, I, I should have, a, I should have a, a guy in my office that just uh, I just yell soapbox, and he comes, runs, and puts it underneath me, and I can no, stand no, 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 soap, no soapboxes, please. <laughs> <laughs> so, so how about an outline for the cast? Okay, good. Um, some of these are simple, um, uh, but but uh, I, I, you'd be surprised how many managers. I, there's none of these that that 80% of managers are doing. At most, I think 40% of managers are doing these. Literally 60% of managers are not doing any one of these. Um, and I actually have some more, but I realize it's probably going to be a longer cast, and so I left a couple of them out. Uh, you know, one of the things that's not in here, Mike, that we could talk for hours about is the one-third, two-thirds planning rule, um, the idea of having multiple levels and, and, and senior people only taking a certain amount of time. That's a, a powerful thing that rarely happens, and it leaves lower organization, lower people in the organization, the people who do the work, very frustrated. So I, that may be another cast, the one-third, two-third rule, which you and I both love. Well, that's a, um, that's a, that's a great rule. We've been using that our entire lives. Yeah, like. exactly. Yeah. Um, so 10 recommendations, a nice, nice, easy top 10 list, if you will. First of all, let's ask the right questions. Number two, state the deadline. Don't ask. 
Um, three, know how to combat bad answers. This is easy, but I'm amazed at how many managers do not combat bad answers when they ask a direct question. Accelerate all deadlines. Number five, use passive updating. Something a lot of managers miss, particularly project managers miss this. Um, feedback every single time, every single time. Um, number seven, use dates and times. You don't want something turned to you on Friday. That doesn't work. Capture the deadline is eight. Number nine is to hell with the critical path, folks, believe it or not. Um, and number 10, leverage your admin, all of which you can probably guess at what we're getting at, but it's worth going over them in a little bit more, a little bit more detail. Yeah. Okay. So number one, ask the right questions. Yeah, this one is so simple, but I put it first, Mike, because I, if everybody did this, I think we could obviate five or six of the rest of them. I'm just amazed how many managers don't seem to do this. Let's start with some examples. How about this? Um, a manager asks of one of his directs, when can I expect to see that? Now, what do you think about that question in terms of asking the direct about when they're going to finish some work that they agree they're supposed to do, the manager wants them to do? When can I expect to see that? It's it's awful. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I listen to managers ask that. It's like, what, what are you, are you smoking crack? I mean, it's terrible. First of all, it's all about you. Okay. I mean, it's about when you can expect something. Okay. But the work, of course, is about them. And don't ask them to guess at when you're going to expect. You expecting something is a state of mind of anticipation. You're asking them to guess at your state of mind, and it sends a message that this deadline is all about me, that they're disinterested or they're dissociated from it in some fashion. Um, it is, you know, what about someone posting some code or uploading a file or sharing something with a team? Like, as when can I go get it? No. <laughs> when can I go get this? As if we're going to post it on a SharePoint site or we're going to, you know, we're going to put the Excel spreadsheet, update the spreadsheet, and it's going to be on our project management timeline. Um, you what, what shouldn't. About, what, what about what's your dead, what's your timeline? Yeah. No, <laughs> no. I mean, I, I, again, I, who, who, who's smoking what? I mean, why are we pussyfooting around? I, I, I don't care what their timeline is. What do they want? What do, you know? What do I want? I want the stuff done. In an ideal world, no offense, I wanted it yesterday. Um, so look. Don't ask about when you can expect it or what people think they might, when might you be able to get to this, or I know you're busy, what else could you, how could you fit it in, and when, when might you, you expect it to be done? I don't want to know about who's expecting anything. We want it done. So we need to ask the right questions that send the right messages right now, and that will be, when will you get this to me? Question mark. Now look... Uh, you'll note, I, I didn't say done. In other words, when is this work going to be done? Because believe it or not, lots of work gets done, but doesn't get reported as done. And newer, younger employees, they, they don't feel or see the interconnectedness of projects and tasks and deadlines and budgets and reputations and so on. And then, so they say, oh, yeah, well, that was done yesterday, but I got busy on this other thing. And I figured you knew I posted it was done. Well, I, that's one of the key things about project management, right? They're they're 
there, there's not a task if it doesn't have a deliverable. And yes. done is not a deliverable. You can't touch it. You can't see it. You can't feel it. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. The, the whole idea of, yeah, something done is not delivered. It's just done, which means it's not complete. Yeah. Um, so th- there it is. When will you get this to me? Now, now we know this is not always the perfect question. If you already have an okay culture of urgency, this may be overkill in some cases. This cast is really about moving your organization to a greater sense of urgency, and this question will cause people to notice that you're very particularly interested at this work being done by a certain time. And you may not need to ask this with a top performer. For those that are already on time, you know, some of the other questions will work. But I'm amazed the number of managers say, yeah, he's always kind of slow on things. And then they ask questions like, when can I expect it? Or when can I go get it? Or what are you thinking? Right. Right. This, you know, this, this is a pretty strong technique. But again, the assumption behind this cast is that you want to get your, your organization to a higher sense of urgency. So you have to do some things differently. Yes. Even if it's a little uncomfortable. So. Oh, sure. And you know what I know? A bunch of people are saying, oh, that, that sounds a little bit sharp. That sounds a little bit pointy. So yeah, that's sometimes people say that about the feedback model. Um, but then everybody says, well, you know, I, I know I'm just, you know, I'm uncomfortable with that. The number of managers who choose to put their personal comfort over organizational efficiency and effectiveness boggles my mind. You know, the, the problem with management is managers are not doing management behaviors. And one of them is holding people's feet to the fire regarding deadlines. And, and, and your people will forgive you a multitude of, of sins regarding directness in terms of you saying, when will you get this to me? If you are uh, solicitous of their input and say, hey, let's brainstorm for this a minute. Let, let's talk about how you might do it. And let's talk about possible solutions. I'd love to hear what you're thinking about this and so on. Or, hey, uh, you know, I really trust you to worry about that one particular area. I don't need to get involved. You don't need to brief me on it. I just know you're going to get it done. Or, you know, I'm, I'm going to let you pick your team this time. Or, you know, thank God your team is in a good place and you're so good at working with them. Or you've got a good cross-functional group because I can rely on you. Now, when will you get this done? Right. Well, that, that sounds very different than just all of a sudden saying, okay, I need to know when are you going to have it done? Right. Well, well, talking about direct, I mean, that takes us to our second point, which is don't, don't ask the deadline, state the deadline. Yeah. Okay. Now, obviously, there's a little different suggestion than when will you get this to me? And it seems simple, but still, many managers actually ask even when there is no flexibility in their schedule. Yeah, that makes no sense. Yeah. To me, we understand it. It, it, When you say to us, but but I want to see if they know what they should, which is my deadline. You know, in other words, I I want them to figure out what my deadline is. Okay, we grant you that. Fine. But but here's what I see as a problem with that. I see far too many managers with little to no flexibility asking just to see. And then when they get a bad answer with too long a deadline, they get into a negotiation. They respond with, well, how about this? We're not negotiating here. Are we going to meet in the middle? I don't think so. I mean, we're not going to accept something less, you know, longer than our deadline because they, get, they asked for an extra week. Um, I, don't, I have no desire. Managers are it, it, the idea that people would think they were in a negotiation with you, but you actually have a drop dead time that's outside of the range that we started with. That's just dumb. You're going to become a very ineffective negotiator. It's all going to boil down to your role power. And, and 
that's a very ineffective way to learn and, to, and quite frankly, to propagate or to teach good negotiation tactics um, um, with your team. Um, the, 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 um, we're not negotiating, um, so just get it over with. That's what you'd want from your boss. If your boss really needs it by Sunday at 2 p.m., say, uh, you know, if you're the boss and you really need it by Sunday at 2 p.m., say, no, I need it by Sunday at 2 p.m. Wow, Start, starting it off with no makes a huge difference. Yes. In fact, that's why, um, uh, yeah, I noticed the difference in several directs when, when a certain manager, I mean, I didn't make this up. I watched the difference in directs who heard a manager say no. I need it by Tuesday at 2 p.m. or Sunday or whatever day, um, as opposed to saying, I need it by Tuesday at 2 p.m. Yeah, that, that no says, immediately says, this is not a negotiation, right? You yeah. just cut it off the And pass. if you leave it off, if you're right, if you leave it off, your deadline might be seen as a first offer in a negotiation. Yeah, yeah. Now, look, if, if you're worried that they'll come back and say no, um, there are a couple of thoughts. First... And moving to a culture of urgency, there are going to be some bumps. Tough deadlines are good lessons for the organization. Also, being firm with a deadline will cause you to have a conversation about resources rather than deadlines. And this is the part where I wish could play that Keanu Reeves bit oh, from the movie. That's from Lake House. Yeah, that's great. I mean, talk about how do we get there versus what yes. we can get there. That, and you know what? I, I, you said it better than me. You're absolutely right. We're going to talk about how do we get there. If you want to create a sense of urgency in your organization, a culture of urgency, you have to switch from talking about how much work there is to be done and talk about how do we get the work we have done in the time that we need to have it done by. And if you start getting things done a little bit earlier, you'll find your resources become available earlier. And you're, according to all of the project management stuff I read when you talk about large systems and integration and, and resource constraints and so on, when you start meeting deadlines early, you, your, your resources get freed up at an alarming rate. It's almost a virtuous cycle in such a way that you no longer have problems meeting deadlines. Whereas the opposite is also true. If you miss the first deadline, resources that you thought were going to be available for the second deadline are not available. So that slips. Everything slips. And it doesn't matter. We'll talk about critical path in a minute. But it doesn't matter where you are in the critical path. If everything else is slipping, your critical path is going to start changing. Right. And all the, uh, and all the BS falls away when you start talking about a, a deadline versus how long is it going to take. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. How long is a time? A deadline is... No, this is when it stops. And, and it's amazing. I, I, I made a comment to a, to a client literally this morning. I, I said, uh, they were saying, you know, sometimes our meetings go two, two and a half hours long, and we're, we're scheduled to go just an hour. So, well, then clearly people don't think that you're really scheduled to go an hour. Isn't it amazing that in an hour-long meeting, all the decisions are made in the last 10 minutes, uh, unless the senior person is leaving early, in which case no decisions are made? Or if it's a three-hour meeting, all the decisions are made in the last 15 minutes. Yeah. That three-hour meeting should have been done in one hour because you'd have made all the decisions in five minutes at the end of the hour, and you'd have saved two hours. Right. You're absolutely right. It, it changes the discussion. Yeah. Now, now if you're moving if, to a, a, a culture of urgency where you did not have one before, it's inevitable that you're going to have pushback, right? You're going to have, oh, yeah. You're going to have bad answers from folks. So, yeah. Oh, so yeah, how do you, people – you're going to ask, um, you know, when will you get this to me, and, and you're not going to get an answer that you like on the first few times. And it's pretty simple. Some managers practice it, some don't. So here you go. When you ask a question about a deadline, the answer you get back should be a date and or a time. 
I think I've said this before and may have said it 10 times um, in all the casts we've done. One of my old jokes is that any answer that's any answer about a deadline that starts with well <laughs> is a bad answer. Right? It's like, oh, gosh, just shoot me. Yeah, well, well um, starts with every equivocation. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, but, but, okay, what do you do when you get a bad answer? What do you do when you get a litany of tasks and steps that are already taken and other organizations that are involved in late planes and full schedules and canceled meetings and overcommitted resources and whatever else just rolls off their tongues like water over a bridge because no one has ever called them on it to say that I didn't ask you what you did or didn't do or who did what. All I bloody well asked you was when will you get this to me? you know, it's just, uh, hello. So, Did, so what do you were do? You not hearing that part where I actually asked a question. And so look, here, here, here's the answer. You ignore the answer you get politely and you restate your question. It sounds like this. Thank you for that, Robin. When will you get this to me? And of course, the sweeter, the better. Yeah, I mean, sure. Uh, thanks. Gosh, that's great. I, I appreciate all that background. That's good. And, and when are you going to get this to me? And and I I swear I've I've done it a hundred times if not five hundred, and and the smile that flickers across somebody's face, and and the sense of it's time to give a date and a time and I'm being pinned down is unmistakably there for a brief moment. Um, now sometimes I hear, gosh, you're going to be hard nosed on it, and and you know, since I'm sure there are worse things said behind my back when I'm a manager, like yeah, I am. You know, we need to meet deadlines. Nobody's going to argue with that. We need to meet deadlines. Um, so when we get it to me, yeah. and when they say whatever date they say, it's, you know, provided it's it's you believe it's reasonable. Hey, great, thanks, appreciate it. And and if you do that ten times, there's not an intelligent person on the planet who's not going to figure it out. And the next time after ten, they're going to say, well, and they say, Ooh, wait, let me start over. Tuesday, four o'clock. Hey, thanks. And then at the end of that meeting, of course, you give some positive feedback. You say. Um, Hey, can I give you some feedback? When you answer a question about when you're going to get something to me with a date and a time right away, it really makes me feel good that we're moving toward a culture of urgency. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Talking about dates and and times, you know, I've found, uh, which leading us to our next point, which is if if you're trying to move to a, a culture of urgency, one of the most powerful things you can do is just start setting more aggressive dates. Right. Um, it's a simple thing. When you're given a deadline, accelerate it. For your top performers, make it one whole day. And we're assuming here we're talking about a weekly, monthly culture, those kind of things. For others, maybe uh, four hours, Not in other words, not a whole day earlier. Um, it, it, again, this is project and task specific. It depends on what you're working on and so on. Um, but if you've got a month-long project, give them three weeks. Um, if you want to create a sense of urgency, you want your organization to notice and to feel it. And you want people walking around the office saying, man, she is suddenly big on deadlines. And actually, what's interesting is you've probably already been already big on deadlines. Most managers listen to this are already big on deadlines um, and, and probably go to bed really wrestling with them and not liking it and feeling like everything's behind. And, you know, gosh, why darn it can't people get things done on time? Arr! Um, you're big on deadlines. You just eat the pain and the frustration and the anxiety yourself 
and let your team off the hook. And your team doesn't need to be let off the hook. They would be much happier meeting all the deadlines and being clearer about things. But if we give them room to leak out the signs and, 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 and just sort of slough off a little bit, they will. Um, not because they're bad people, but because they're busy and, and uh, sometimes maintaining a sense of urgency and a sense of efficiency and, and really attacking a problem and being assertive about it and getting it done uh, at times is not as appealing as shopping online at work, which happens, by the way. If you didn't know it, managers, that happens too. Well, that's it for this week. Hope you join us next week when we finish up this series on creating a sense of urgency in your team. In the meantime, as you know, leave us feedback on the discussion forums at www.manager-tools.com slash forums, or send us an email at show at manager-tools.com. Have a great one, and we'll see you all next week. So long.